and said, hey, man, you're, you're, you're looking bigger. And I, I was like, oh, thanks. And he goes, you're also looking fatter. <laughs> oh, no. That would have ruined me. <laughs> yeah. They say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 25 of Doubly Negative. As always, I'm Chris here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? I'm all right, Chris. You doing all right? I know from talking to you prior to us starting that you're making chicken cordon bleu. What I didn't mention to you in the conversation prior was that is one of my favorite meals ever. Is it really? Chicken, ham, and cheese. Can't go wrong. And gravy. Oof. I don't know if we're doing any gravy. If you put gravy on it, it's next level. But that's like the fattest thing you can ever do to anything is put gravy on it. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> me too, man. <laughs> the topic of today's episode that we had discussed earlier in the week, growing apart. And what we mean by growing apart is in your relationships with your family, friends, intimate relationships, so on and so forth. And I believe you were the one that had suggested this idea from an email we got, actually. So actually, let's start there. Yeah, we got some um, we've, we've been asking for feedback and someone responded in a big way. One of our most loyal listeners. And uh, he, he wrote a big, long email. And I'm, I'm immensely grateful, uh, responded to a lot of you know, gave some feedback about our Patreon stuff, referenced a few episodes earlier, the, the Big Man episode especially, talking about how um, it's just interesting the perspective you have versus the perspective he has coming from a, a sports background of football and things like that, where being big isn't a bad thing. So he's responding about that. But then he gave a specific suggestion because um, him and I had had a conversation about growing apart with friends. So um, do you want me to read that part? I think it's okay if I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says, uh, earlier this week, I was actually thinking back to a conversation we had when you were here um, regarding people you used to be close to that you never had a falling out with, but are in such different places in your life that you don't really have anything in common anymore. I remember you mentioning that you both make inauthentic efforts to say you want to see each other because you know that you both won't follow through. I think a deep dive into something like that would be a really interesting show. As I know in my own life, there are people that I used to be pretty close to and will make cursory attempts at pretending like I want to get together with, but we know we actually won't. It's such a crazy, well, I was going to say crazy concept, but it's really not that crazy because I think it's very common. And a lot of people, I can almost guarantee 100% of the people listening to this have relationships that they've had that they thought, oh, wow, this person's really cool. I can't see us not being friends. And then absolutely nothing happens. The texts just become like, further apart and eventually it's just not what it was before like it's a very relatable topic i feel like everyone can relate to this topic i think even more than that it's like that's what usually happens with with friends relationships with everybody it seems like the vast majority of people you get close to eventually you're not close to anymore and that's just it's just kind of natural yeah for sure i feel like circles just kind of get smaller like the older you grow the more responsibilities you have whether it's working more job relationship um, you're going to have less time to put into other relationships and it's not anything to be like upset about or like bummed about because if that person was special enough to keep that connection going friendship or whatever it is then both of you would make more of an effort you know is it is it lack of time though or is it something else and I, I can't quite put my finger on it but I want to say it's something else 
for me, I, in my experience, I can say it's been either lack of time or just growing relationships with other people that I was spending more time with, therefore leaving less time for the others, or even vice versa, them just not making time to chill with me or something. Mm. I'm thinking it's almost like, um, because this is happening to me right now, uh, actually, I kind of realized this, we had already discussed this idea for the podcast earlier this week, Chris, and then even just like last night, I realized, oh, there's someone that this is happening to me with right now. And I can't say exactly why, but if I had to try to put my finger on it, it's like we used to talk all the time and then, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there's a time component, but we just stopped talking as much. And then it's like some of the chemistry was lost. Some of the, some of the, some. Yeah, it almost feels like uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like whereas before we had all these inside jokes and we could kind of talk about anything comfortably. Now it's there's a little bit of friction. It's, it. I guess, I guess growing apart is the right way to put it. And yeah, it is strange because there was a time when I thought that would never happen. Yeah, but and I mean, you use the word there, friction. Mm. Is there anything that brought that friction on, or is it just like noticeable tension when you talk because both parties are uncomfortable? Um, in this particular circumstance, there were a couple, uh, I guess I would call them tiffs, like, not like full-blown fights or anything, but like small conflicts that may have left some residue. Yeah. And I guess sometimes those happen and sometimes they don't. Uh, actually, yeah, let me think about it. In, in, in most of these situations that have happened to me, I think I have had like some tiff. What about you? Are, are you thinking of like a couple of examples in your own life? Well, I mean, my most recent example that we've talked about yeah. a bunch on the podcast was the friends that I did have a disagreement with, right? And um, not really friends anymore. Like, obviously, it's not the same as what it was, but that's an example where like uh, a fight had led to that. But I have plenty of examples in my life where nothing, like absolutely nothing happened. It just, you know, life got in the way and then it never came back together in those examples where there were no fights were you super close or just fairly close i mean i would say pretty close like people i was hanging out with all the time friends that i would talk to very often and then Mm. eventually just and i don't know i'm not putting the blame on either side here i think it's just i don't know maybe in that age range because it for me it was like late late teens early 20s even up to like 23, 24 in those examples. And I think that's a time where people are growing a lot and a lot of things are changing, right? Things become more serious in your early to mid 20s where you're getting in more serious relationships. You know, you're out of college and some examples, you're getting a job, maybe you're moving out, paying rent. I think that had a lot to do with it. That makes sense, yeah. But I mean, there are examples too where people grow apart and then they come back together. Right, And I was thinking about that a little bit today because I was hanging out with our friend Pete and there was a point in time where we were really close. We talked all the time and then there was like a month to a year span where we didn't talk that much and now we talk literally every day again. And I mean, me and you went through that as well, Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, we talked a lot when you lived here. You moved away and we talked maybe a couple times a year, if that. Now we talk every week. Yeah, I wonder why that's possible sometimes and why it's not possible sometimes because Pete is a good example I think it's all circumstantial. It is. I think it depends on the person, too, because I'm just thinking now, like, Pete's Pete's a good example. I can I cannot talk to Pete for a long time, and we've done that many times where we don't talk for several months, but he's always kind of there for me to reconnect with, and we, we can always do that, whereas some other people, it's, it's more difficult for some reason. 
I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot of factors here. I think you talking about that brought a very good um, uh-huh. kind of lesson into my okay. head while you were speaking there. So people you have the most fond memories with, right? So you can grow apart from someone mm-hmm. but still have fantastic memories with that person, whether it's like, fuck, like how, how long can we go off on stories where it's like, oh, remember how drunk we were then? Remember when we were playing FIFA? Or remember when we mm-hmm. were doing this? And like laugh for hours. And I think there are some people where you are really close with, but you don't have any like crazy memories with. Like nothing super substantial happened. You were just kind of like enjoying each other's company. I think that is a factor. So it's easier for you to rethink. I think that's a factor, but I'm thinking of a yeah. few that I have tons of memories like that with. But that just, yeah. Really? Yeah, college friends particularly. Like we had just tons of memories like that. But now, but now we barely talk. So I'm not sure. Do you think it would be easier for you to reconnect with those people, say, if you were actually to take that step? Because I think we've all been in a spot where we get a text from one of those friends or you see, like, you comment on their social media or something, and it leads to the, let's hang out sometime, right? And you never fucking do. And that's the greatest. (laughs) Honestly, that's happened a few times, and I've been like, yeah, dude, let's chill, because it seemed like right in the moment. And then later on in the day, I'm like, I hope they don't ask me to chill. I don't want to do that. But yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that that's exactly what our listener is talking about. That's that's like the that's like the juiciest part of this whole topic is like that little polite invitation and that polite agreement that you both know is bullshit. Yeah, but in the moment, like sometimes in the moment, I don't think it's bullshit. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That would be cool. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I, when I was home, I made like a <laughs> a real attempt like that uh, to to one guy in particular. And I sent him a message. I said, hey, let's do this. And we even went as far as kind of making a plan. We said, let's go do this. And he said, yeah. And then months later, like I was still home for like three more months and neither of us mentioned it. And then uh, and then I left. And even since then, we haven't mentioned it. So, but yeah, in that moment, I did I did want to do that. And you know what? That's good because like in hindsight, that would have been a fucking huge waste of your time. Maybe. Um, but maybe like you said, maybe we would have really connected again. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe reach out. Call them live on the podcast. I'm not going to Right now. I'm not going to do that. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> hey, so I'm in Bali, but I wanted to talk about the time we wanted to hang out and we never did. What happened there? It reminds me of um, a meme I just saw a couple days ago, too. It's like uh, like guys, guys meet three friends when they're 15 and decide that's it. That's enough socializing for my whole life. And I wonder if that's true, too. Like, do you have any friends that you met like fairly early on and you said, okay, these are my best friends. They're going to be there regardless. And then anyone you meet after that is like pretty unfairly, but, but they're second tier because I think that's what, what it's been for me. I don't know if that's a unique experience, but you know, I have my, my first group, which is Steve and Dave and Derek, and they're just, they're just there now. Like they, they occupy a certain percentage of my social whatever, right? And then whoever whoever came after that is just uh, it, they yeah. seem more expendable. Do you have that experience too, or not really? So you know, I I did with the friend group that I'm no longer friends with. Honestly, the same one, the same group. Yeah. So that's that's what I thought it was for a really long time. But obviously, it's just you know things happen. Like life's unpredictable. You don't know. It's exactly why we talk about, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? There's so much that can happen and so many unpredictable things that can drastically change the course of your life 
something like that happened and that friend group is no longer there so i mean i i did think i had that i mean i have my cousin who i've always been super close with but um as far as people that i've had around for like a really long time consistently that i've been consistently close with i can't say i have many do you think it's like truly irreparable with you in that group i don't know at this point it just seems weird yeah you know like i still talk to one of the guys in the group it just it's it's never going to be the same ever i don't think it's something that maybe could be repaired over time but i mean i don't have an interest in it i don't it doesn't seem like they have an interest in it so i mean at this point i i just don't see an avenue for it man that's sad but yeah that happens doesn't it yeah i know yeah it does and it is what it is um i have a lot of great friends so no uh no sweat off my sack yeah well obviously it sucks it sucked in the moment but it's one of those it's like a like a breakup eventually you get over it yeah sometimes you don't fully but eventually you get over it and that's life you know that actually i just remembered something else that's kind of important and i did talk to this uh the 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 listener about this um in our in our previous conversation about this one uh one trait that people have or or they don't have that kind of influences how easy they are for me to connect with long term is um just just how easy they make it and um when i when i think of a few people that yeah. i've lost touch with um a couple guys in particular kind of gave me some guilt uh pretty hardcore one time because uh so so even before i moved in, uh, overseas i moved to texas and i would periodically come home and i had uh, uh several several groups of friends and sometimes i would only have one week in rhode island and sometimes i wouldn't have time to see everybody and there was one time when i didn't see this group of friends and um and I went back to Texas, and then actually, I might have been with you that night. I was definitely with Dan and Pete, but they posted a picture of, uh, I think it was in East Greenwich, uh, like blue, maybe. But anyway, um, yep. the group of people I'm talking about saw that picture, and then they kind of gave me some shit. They said, oh, you came to Rhode Island, and you didn't even want to see us, like that type of thing. And uh, I can understand that they their feelings were hurt by it, and it, it's, it, you know, I kind of looked like an asshole. But long term, that did some real damage because it became there's a lot of people and I would include you in this group. And yeah, all the people that I really consider my best friends, there's no downside to me reaching out to them. There's only upside. So I, I pretty much know I pretty much know if I, like if we lose touch or something, me and you and I reach out to you in a year, you're not going to give me any shit. I'm not going to get any negativity. Yeah, no. But there are people that will do that, and that is one of the primary factors that's going to make it easy for us to grow apart. And actually, that is that is one of the primary things I'm thinking now. In all the people that I've grown apart with, I think that is that is present. And uh, when you talk about the group of friends that you've lost touch with, that's, that's what was present too. There was negativity where there maybe didn't need to be. Yeah, it's one of those things where like – so if you're friends with these people all the time, like you're you're good friends with these people, you're talking to them all the time, you know, for the most part, you have positive experiences. That's why you keep hanging out with these people. And then these positive experiences yes. are less frequent, right? And then you have an experience that is negative and that 
came months apart from the positive experience. So that's what you're relating to that friend group now or that specific friend. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes more frequent where it's like, I don't really like talking to this person because I feel like I have to defend myself. And that's not conducive for repairing a relationship or reigniting a relationship, for lack of a better term. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then to repair it, some effort would need to be made uh, on either side. And if that's not made, then, yeah, you're right. The most recent experiences you have are more negative, and then, and then what are you going to do? Yeah, and it's – here's another thing, yeah. too. Like, even if we lose touch with these people, we still are, for the most part, very in tune with what's going on in their lives because of social media and how available all this information is to us. And then especially in times like yep. this, people start throwing out, like, wacky opinions or standing, like – Super super strong. I almost said super strong. Made up word of the of the week. Stupor. Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah. Super strong. And super um, strong. Yeah. And then you're like, what the hell is this fucking guy posting? This isn't the dude I used to chill with back in the day. Like, why is he so yeah. aggressive? Like, people just change. Because they start hanging out with new people. They have new people in their lives. And they're influenced by those people. And I think this is actually... Now that I'm, I'm saying it out loud... When, like, you say you move to a new job, you have a new group of coworkers. That's a new group of people you're spending eight hours a day with. Some people really closely. And, like, some of their personality is going to rub off on you. And sometimes when that personality goes over to your, like, original friend group, it can be known, seen as change or something that they're just not down with. You know? For sure. So yeah, absolutely. I feel like that is a part of it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that might also have to do with uh, how strong your original connection is, how strong your foundation is, and then how accepting they are to change, too. Yeah, because when I'm thinking of like my very strongest relationships, I could be wrong. Of course, you could always be wrong. And when we said, you know, in some of these cases, you, you feel like you're never going to grow apart. But in some of the strongest ones where, where I genuinely, if I, if I had to bet money on it, if I, if I wanted to bet money, I, I would say this is not going to, we're not going to grow apart. You, I, I have this general feeling that we could change in very big ways and it would still be okay in the context of this long-term relationship because we, we've accepted each other in a wide variety of circumstances. Like they really know who I am. So, so some small changes in beliefs and stuff. It's unconditional friendship. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, unconditional. Yeah. Whereas I guess some of the ones that have grown apart, it, it's been, it's been slightly more conditional. Even though it did feel pretty deep at the time, I guess. Yeah, because you never know, right? So when you first like get into like, I keep saying like a lot, Jake. I'm sorry. Um, so when you first get into these relationships, these friendships. At first, everything does seem cool, and then when people learn more about you and they're more involved in your lives, that's when you learn that the friendship isn't unconditional. Mm. So it takes a while to get to that point. It does. Yes. I just realized something else. How many times have you met someone? Uh, go ahead. Uh, you go first. I'm not going to forget this one. How many times have you met somebody and you're like, this person is so fucking cool, like, He's the man. I want to chill with this guy all the time. And then the more you hung out with that person, you thought, oh, yeah, he yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually... That, that's happened so many times. That actually kind of fits in with what I was going to say, too. It's like... Uh, I think we were talking about somebody in our friend group who is known as the chameleon. 
or like has chameleon like traits you know what i'm talking about yeah they kind of form to the environment yeah. they're around so depending on who they're with they'll act a certain way i'm not gonna make a judgment on that but i think if you're like that you are very you're you're far more likely to make these short-term seemingly intense but fairly shallow connections because you're kind of changing your personality to who you're yeah. around and then they they have this idea of you that's not really correct so so maybe like the more authentically you show up the less people you're going to connect with right off the bat but the more real that's going to be here's the thing though i think a lot of people like almost everybody is guilty of that in some I way so, shape yeah. or form like slightly so i mean in our friendship me and you i know i can have deeper talks with you i know i can come with come to you with stuff and you're not going to judge me you're going to give me good advice whether i like the advice or not there are some people that i know i can mm -hmm. you know joke more freely around there are some like it, it it varies friend to friend so to a certain extent everyone's guilty of that i think in yeah a way. yeah and that's um i think it probably goes away with time too and like need to impress like i'm thinking about <clears throat> when you meet when you meet an old guy they usually don't have much of that left anymore <laughs> they're not uh <laughs> they're not really trying anymore do you know what i'm talking about by the way like i have a yeah. kind of a, a very specific example where i noticed here in bali that's not interesting but it's where i live um i'll meet a variety of like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Every episode. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, um, I meet I meet some people that are younger than me and I meet I meet some people that are older than me. And I always notice the younger guys come at come at like a, a new interaction with this like higher but more like frantic energy. And and the older guys are more like I don't know if I'm ever going to talk to you again. That's kind of the energy they give off. Like, it's more like, I guess, chill, but like disinterested or something. Anyway, one specific thing I noticed in these interactions is an old guy is almost never going to ask me my name specifically. Like, that that is a point you get in. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a point you get to in a conversation where that is showing some level. Yeah, because they don't care. Like, What's your name, man? Whereas a young guy, like, very, very frequently, they're going to ask my name. And I can actually notice how old I am compared to these people because the guys that are a lot younger than me, they'll ask my name. And I will not, I'm, I'm the old guy now. I'm not going to do it to them. And then when I meet a cool older guy, I'm going to ask their name. So it's, it's almost like, I don't know if you've noticed that, but I've noticed that recently. That's a barometer of, like, maturity or, or something in these new relationships. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I don't know if it's because younger people feel like they, the circle is still growing for them and they still feel like they need to have as many close relationships as they can and they're trying to just like make an impression. And by the time older guys are where they're at, they have the relationships they want. You know, they've gone through that gauntlet of you're my friend, you're not my friend, you're my girlfriend, you're not my girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. And they have what they want, so they have no interest in growing that yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. And this is also a little bit of a tangent, but it's also like, uh, for me personally, uh, I think it's like a, like not having anything to prove thing too, because I went through a period in my, in my mid twenties where I was trying to, uh, I talked about this before and I, I know it makes some people want to kill themselves, but I was trying to practice my social skills. 
And uh, <laughs> 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 I haven't brought that one in a while, but but like uh, it, it is um, it's it's a socially savvy thing to 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 get people's names and to so so I think like the younger guys are trying to kind of flex those social skills and maybe maybe practice it and maybe just like become more dominant in a certain environment. Um, if this makes sense at all, but, but the older guy is kind of sitting back and he's like, doesn't give a fuck it anymore. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to know what you want to know because I know everything I need to know already. I'm old and wise. Yeah. And I might never see you again and that's totally okay. Cause I don't fucking care. <laughs> there's reasons why there's like memes all over the internet talking about how moms and dads never remember your friends' names even after meeting them 15 times. It's because they don't fucking care. What, what does this? Yeah. 15 year old have to offer me nothing all i know is i have to drop my son or daughter off at your house yep yep and i've really enjoyed cultivating more of that energy in my own life in, in some situations it's the best it's the best i'm but it has its drawbacks because i'm i'm really bad with names and i feel rude for it right so someone will introduce them to me and if I don't say their name back to them I won't remember the name for like three or four more meetings with them depending on you know the, the meetings and stuff well I think that's growing pains on your on your way to old manness because it's natural I, I've had that too and I still have that where I feel bad for forgetting someone's names but I think the true old man forgets your name and he doesn't really care because <laughs> cause why does it matter and, and maybe if he meets you a few times then he's going to remember your name but but yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because I find myself caring less and less. Yeah, because like one of the biggest discomforts in my own life has been like caring too much what other people think, and I think that's very relatable. I think many people have that. Yep. But sometimes I'm able to just not like truly. And and there was one example a few weeks ago where I met this one of my good friends was kind of hanging out with a new guy, and. Um, I kind of already knew he wasn't a great guy for her. He was kind of a douchebag. That was kind of already clear. And he was kind of being that alpha dominant guy and flexing his muscles, like social muscles. And, and there was one moment where I was outside talking to him. We were both outside and, and, he, and he goes, it's really great to meet you, man. I'm really happy to meet you. And the, the polite response, would, of course, would be like, yeah, it's great to meet you too. And, and instead he goes, it's really great to meet you, guy, man. And I go, hmm. What? <laughs> And I, and I was so proud of that. <laughs> like the next day, I'm just. Are you sure you're not confusing your real life with Larry David? <laughs> yeah, no. I felt like Larry David in that moment because <laughs> I just had no care left in that moment to just like be fake. I just didn't. I didn't really give a fuck, and that was like uh, I don't know. That's very rare for me, so I, I liked it. I, I and I think it's because it was so obvious that this guy was a douchebag and wasn't gonna last. So why put the effort in? And I'm glad you recognize that yes. in the moment. Yes, yes, that's what it was, yeah. I think that's why Curb Your Enthusiasm is such a successful show, is because people want to do what Larry David does in social situations. Obviously not all of them. A lot of them are over the top. But you just want to say exactly what you feel and not have to deal with whatever that person's bringing. Because that's the whole show, just him being in uncomfortable situations because he doesn't want to be and he could care less. Yeah, and I think, yeah, you're right. I think... I think a lot of us want to be more like that, and uh, it reminds. But we can't because social. We norms. can though. We can. Um, but you're a dickhead. That's okay. <laughs> you're conceived as a dickhead. That's okay though because um, 
Conceived? Perceived. Perceived, not conceived. Fuck! Oh, nice. I didn't even catch that. But that's okay because I think, and I, I think we talked about this same concept on a really early podcast, but it was about being uh, being authentic, something like that. Just brutally honest. And I think there's I think there's a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of value to it because the people that you're offending and, and that think you're a dickhead is like, they're not really for you anyway. And there's a lot of people that are going to respect you so much more. And then your opinion just means more too because people know that you're not being fake. So I think it's okay, man. I can't really see any big downside yeah. to it. Like, I'm not going to – there's no big social opportunities that I'm going to ruin if I'm just speaking my mind. In, in, in my world anyway. Like, I'm not networking for businesses or anything. So I'm not going to, like, ruin a business deal. I'm just going to shut out a guy that I don't like anyway. And that for me, that's, that's, like a, that's a win. Yeah, now you don't have to have those fake surface-level conversations that literally mean nothing and just waste your time. Here's another one too. Um, so my my gym buddy here, uh, he kind of got uh, there. There's another guy that kind of messaged him out of the blue. I think it was some sort of situation where this guy said, "I want to come to the gym with you." And I don't know about you, but that's like, man, that's a big thing. Like a, a gym buddy to me yeah. is is bigger than a, a regular friendship because that's someone you're gonna see consistently. And anyway, we let this guy tag along for for one for one session, and. Like, he's a nice guy, nothing wrong with him, but it just didn't work, right? And... I I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, go on and I'll hop in. I'm sure you do. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you do, yeah. And he was so enthusiastic. Like, that's, uh, you know, like, that's a, that's a nice trait, but actually that's that was not working for us. He was too enthusiastic. And towards the end, he's like, man, I can't wait to work out with you guys again. When are we going to do this? And I was really proud of my friend because... He just said to the guy, he's like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work out, man. <laughs> oh, it was like a first date and like, yeah, I'd love to see you again sometime. Uh, but, no. <laughs> but dude, but dude, think about it right here, because that is uh, if you're listening to this and you don't appreciate how hard that is, you, you have to, because that is not an easy thing to do. It's so hard. It really is. I've done it before. It really is really hard. But think about the the difficulty and awkwardness that he saved by doing that. He really saved both that guy. But he had to go through an extreme moment of awkwardness. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That, And that's what being a dickhead, it, well, a perceived dickhead can be. It's one moment of real, harsh, uncomfortable truth to save both parties a lot of time and energy and emotion. Because let's say we let that guy tag along for a few more times. It's still the same thing's going to happen eventually. Or we're all going to go through just like unfathomable, like, ugh. <laughs> you know, so. But not for the other guy. It wasn't unfathomable. Ugh, for the other guy, he <laughs> yeah. actually really had a good time. <laughs> but but we would have been leading him on. He had a good time. Uh, he, he did have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> he was like thinking, okay, this is like my new group now. These are my bros. All right, same time next week. And you went no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's great. Yeah, I've had that too. Where I'd like. When I was doing the powerlifting, it was, oh, hey, you want to you wanna work out? Yeah, let's go to the gym together. And there were so many people that I worked out with that I was thinking, yeah. never again. Oh, boy. I had one of those overly enthusiastic guys, too, where he was just like, yeah, yeah come on, yeah, keep yeah, going, yeah, yeah. a couple more. Yeah. It was this guy I used to work with at Marchetti's. And, dude, he was just, like, overly nice. He was walking around the gym asking random people if they wanted a Gatorade. I swear to God. Wow. You want a Gatorade? 
You want a Gator? Did he just have like a, a cooler full of Gatorades or, or what? Uh, how was he offering so many Gatorades? No, he went and just bought some at the front. <laughs> wow. He was buying them for people at the front. <laughs> that dude. is overly nice. That is that's really nice. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that. You'd think that's that's the kind of guy I want in my crew, but it was too much all the time. Yeah, man. That's that's right. Yeah, and yeah, just the just the gym buddy. Yeah. It, it's kind of a it's it's kind of a tangent, <laughs> but for, to to be a real like to be a gym buddy, you got to be so comfortable with each other, and like you, you can you can talk and then you can not talk. You can. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be able to have the conversation. It's like what you're looking for in a relationship. It is, yeah. You need to be able to have those uncomfortable silences and do your own thing once in a while. Yeah. Because you're not always working back and and bicep. And it's like, yeah. Sometimes you're doing chest and try, they're doing legs. Well, especially like what what me and Matt do. We we do the same program. So we're always doing the same thing. And that means like we're like, we're locked in. We're, We're not... Like sometimes you got a gym buddy you're gonna go with once in a while, but we see each other all the time, and and so that's that's hard because you're seeing each other every day. Because you have those friends you want to see once in once in a month or once every couple of weeks, but uh, but but like an everyday gym buddy, you gotta like be okay with seeing them at least on a consistent basis. And yeah, if if you got someone, it's it's just not gonna work out most of the time. Yeah, that's a tangent. I I think I think having a consistent gym buddy someone that you can go like hang out with Ooh. is like a step below like someone you would room with that's how serious it is it's really serious yeah S- someone you could potentially like you know live with maybe obviously it's a little below but someone you could like you said be in that silence with you know you just you work well together because there are a lot of relationships even outside of like you know gym gym buddies where the person seems cool you like all the same stuff you have like okay conversations but it just it just doesn't click yep and i have a few of those in my life right now too yeah yeah and i guess uh i guess the relationships that go really deep for me it just clicks more i don't know yeah when it when it doesn't yeah it's comfortable there's a comfortable feeling yeah when it doesn't really click it just doesn't seem to last and stand the test of time because there's always that uncomfortable air, even if it doesn't seem like it should be uncomfortable. Sometimes it just feels yep. uncomfortable. And w- one of the situations where it's really uncomfortable is kind of what we were just talking about. It's like maybe it clicks for them, but it doesn't click for you, or or vice versa. And then it's like you really can have like a breakup with with a friend or with a, with an acquaintance because it's like they they want to see you more they want to hang out more and you're just like eh, it's not really working out it's like the unexpected <laughs> breakup like what did i do wrong i thought everything was going so yep. well he likes yep. the patriots i like the patriots we like to go to the gym we do it together what was wrong yeah is that brian regan um jim gaffigan maybe maybe a little tom segura tom segura does a voice like that too i think yeah, sometimes yeah he when does. he's talking yeah. slowly I was actually thinking about him um, talking yeah. about old people and, and his dad and like that that he he talks about the same type of thing like he wants to be at that age where nobody expects anything from you anymore. Uh, I think uh, I think one of his jokes is like he he can't wait to be at that age when you offer to do it short. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go take the garbage out, and everybody goes, "Are you fucking crazy? Sit down." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that special is really good. He's coming, uh, I think, to like Boston or something soon. I should probably go to that. I should probably get tickets. Yeah, you got it. He's great. I saw him. I saw him a few years ago. He's really great. Yeah, good stuff. Um, 
so as far as relationships, surface level friendships, we've covered quite a bit, and we actually wrapped back into one of our earlier episodes where I forgot what it was called. It was something like Brutal Honesty? No, that wasn't the name of it. I don't remember what it was. Mm. But I, I do think that is a valuable trait for some people to have. and But it needs to be someone special in your life that has that trait, someone you can take that brutal honesty from. Because you can't take that from everybody, I feel. I know you said it's a good quality for people to have, but if you just met this gym buddy and he starts telling you your squat sucks and you're not squatting to depth, you're, you're going to hate the guy. Maybe. Um, so that brutal honesty doesn't come into later. Maybe, or, or maybe it's like some people have the brutal honesty, but like uh, tact. Maybe, maybe it's like, a, or, or maybe it's like a good naturedness where, like, uh, and, and it also has to do with your ability to take to take criticism and stuff too. But I, I could, I could imagine some guys if they say, yeah. So hey, you have to be careful with who you do this with. Yeah, yeah. It takes some social intelligence, but also it depends. I mean, do you, is your goal to connect with everybody? If your goal is to connect with everybody, then it's the same thing that I was talking about earlier. If you're connecting with everybody, then that means your connections are, are more shallow uh, by nature, I think. Or if you yeah. just happen to connect with a slight few people, bo- both are okay, I guess. Uh, it just depends on, on what you want to do. It depends what yeah. each person wants, really. But like, uh, but but yeah, I think I think taking risks in social situations can can lead to what I'm talking about, where like you're going to turn more people off, but but connect with fewer. Like, let's say you make some really off-color joke. And uh, and someone really appreciates it. Like uh, that might be the person for you, but if you didn't make that joke, you wouldn't you wouldn't know. You would just you would just met a room full of people, and and none of them really stick out. Yeah, that's true because you know that comes down to being your true authentic self. If your true authentic self thinks this dark humor is kind of funny, and people look at you strangely for it, you're not going to click with those people anyway. So just weed them out ahead of time. That's right. Yeah. I wonder if it was, uh, I'm looking at the list of our episodes, I'm wondering if it was Whiskey and Liars. I couldn't tell you anything about that episode because we drank a lot of whiskey. That was the night we recorded two episodes and I was so drunk on the second one that was never released. <laughs> you were like coherent, I remember listening back and being so fucking embarrassed, I was like, we cannot release this to the public. <laughs> that can't happen. You still have it though, right? I don't know, I might have deleted it because I didn't want you to like talk me into uh, it. Oh... I'll bitch. check. Maybe it's for the Patreon. You son of a bitch. Maybe for the Patreon, but that was a, that was bad, dude. It was one of those ones I messaged you. I was like, we need to get an emergency guest because you're away, mm. and it's not. This is not good. So, um, <clears throat> changing gears a little bit, but I, I had my uh, my big man moment last night. Yeah. So. Oh, let's hear it. I was at the the bar we go to quite often, and uh, this guy that I um, he's super cool. Uh, I, I see him less frequently now but anyway he said hey man you're, you're you're looking bigger and i was like oh thanks and he goes you're also looking fatter <laughs> oh no that would have ruined me yeah uh yeah i didn't like it so much but but uh actually you know what he's kind of a good example of what we're talking about because he is so good natured and so no bullshit that he can get away with it and yeah. i still love the guy yeah. Um, like when he when he says it, there's no judgment at all behind it, and it also helps that he's way fatter than me too. That helps a lot. Oh, so like that's um, the thing. Big guys can say, "Hey, you're bulking up a little bit, tubby, eh?" Because you know, in the back of yeah, their yeah, head, yeah, that's yeah. making them feel a little bit better. Like, oh, hopefully he's catching up. Yeah. 
in there and there can't be any judgment because like I said he's farther along in the fatness yeah. but but yeah it still sucks to hear I still didn't like it too much so um and it also so came on. with uh, little yeah I was gonna say a little side note did you say further along as in as if he was pregnant you, oh, you could okay. say that sorry yeah. for cutting you off I just had to throw <laughs> that in there and get some clarification <laughs> no it's okay no, it definitely doesn't feel good. It makes me remember what you were saying. I think you had the opposite experience because I think you said when this type of thing happens to you, you're sometimes unaware, and then you'll see a picture of yourself, and then you'll go, "Oh shit, I've, I need to, I need to go on a diet." For me, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. But for for me, I've kind of been feeling it anyway. I've kind of been feeling like ah, I'm not feeling so great. I'm definitely gaining weight, and then and then this kind of cements it. Like ah, oh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta be more careful now because now somebody actually said it out loud and, i think it's uh, because yeah. you're looking for confirmation you're kind of towing the line of i look good and um you know maybe putting on a few pounds but you're not really sure like mm. if the weight looks good so when someone says that you think oh all right so my other suspicion was correct now that it's confirmed i know i have to make a change yeah but maybe here's the thing in your situation you're lifting like a maniac right now you're putting on weight you're eating more food to put True. on more muscle so your goal right now is to lift a lot True. of weight. So the fact that you're looking bigger and you're putting on muscle, you're going to naturally look yep. wider, maybe a little thicker. So it may be perceived. I didn't say conceived yeah. that time. I was smart this time. It may be conceived, you know, that you're gaining a little weight. You might look a little th- It's not bad weight. That It comes with the territory. That That is a nice positive spin on it, but I could definitely be eating cleaner. And it, some of it is certainly bad weight, just to be just to be objective. But hey, it's it's not the end of the world. I can turn it around pretty quickly. Yeah, I think that's the way I justify it. Like any time I get, if I get like negative, what I perceive as negative at first, I'll do a little spin zone in my head and say, oh, well, it's because I'm gaining weight and put some fucking muscle on, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a little positive spin zone. And another tangent, but like when you are lifting pretty heavy and frequently, um, I, I don't know, for, for me anyway, I justify bigger meals and and tastier food i'm like oh well i need it i just squatted a lot today so i should definitely eat three steaks you know <laughs> gotta eat big to get big yeah and there is some truth yeah. to it but but you also i did that all the time the little bit it's a little bit of bullshit with some truth so yeah you gotta be careful i mean it's supposed to be eat eat big right mm-hmm. but eat like clean things in a that would way. be ideal yep. not eat three Big Macs because you think oh I squatted today it's just gonna go right to my quads yep yep and uh yeah just another another tangent but at the bar we are at last night it's like a very meat based bar like it's a like a grill type place they make fried pork belly like battered deep fried pork belly have you ever had that oh oh no but if we were to do dick check-ins right now I'd tell you that I'm ready to go uh, uh, you're filling up yeah dude it is the fattiest thing it is just like you say fried pork belly and i'm well let's get into it then tell me about your dick (laughs) no it's been fine um you know it's it's doing what it's supposed to do you know it's um it's it's the role player on the basketball team that comes in Gets his 10 points, gets his 10 assists. He's not going above and beyond. He's not going to win you any games, but okay. he's going to put so you in a position. So a little bit less enthusiasm lately, if I'm reading that correctly. Yeah, and I think it's because my moods. Like, I've been... I wouldn't say I've been depressed. Mm. There's been a few days where maybe it was depression, but it could have just yep. been low energy where I just... I felt like I didn't want to do anything. I'd get home from work, and I'd lay in bed with Ollie for a little bit. 
and just scroll my phone and not have energy. Like I turned on Netflix the other day and I said, I literally, I don't know what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look for something that might interest me, and so I'm just going to turn this off. And I just sat on the couch. Yeah, it goes, it goes dick in hand. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that goes hand in <laughs> I hand. I just realized too how um, dick check in really is also mental health check in in a weird way, isn't it? Like if your dick is doing good, you're probably doing good, and if your dick is not doing good, you're probably not doing good. It it it, it goes like that, doesn't it? Yeah, so for all you listeners that thought we were shallow for talking about our dicks, just know it's a metaphor for our mental health. You just don't think as deep as us. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You're just not on the same level. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, how's yours? Well, Chris, I do have some good news. Uh, I mentioned some uh, some white blood cell irregularity on our last uh, checkup uh, at the old ST yep. clinic. We've been waiting on the edge of our seats. Yeah, um, yeah, that that has been taken care of. So I, I don't know what that was exactly, but uh, it's uh, we're we're both uh, we're both clean to use a, uh, a, a politically incorrect. Me- Did you know that it's like politically incorrect to call yourself clean if you don't have STDs, because then it makes people with STDs feel bad, like they're dirty. Did you ever hear that? No, but I mean, in this world, it kind of makes sense. It, it seems like it, it should surprise sense. me, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. There's the my dick is my dick is healthy. Um, well, it did um, get the old. Um, did you ever have the swab? By the way, have you ever had that? No. Nope. Do you know what I'm talking about? I keep away from the strange stuff. For the listeners that don't know, maybe you should elaborate. Right. Well, there's a few different ways. <clears throat> there's a few different ways they can test you for STDs as a male. Um, well, I know of two. Um, depending on what you're talking about. If you're talking about HIV AIDS, they're going to do a blood test. But what I'm talking about is bacterial infections. And they can do it, in my, in my knowledge, to my knowledge, one of two ways. You can do a, a urine test, uh, which is very non-invasive, or, or you can do the more invasive way, which is if they... Um, so I'll just describe the procedure. I'm already stressed. Um, yeah, so this was a couple days ago now, and they, they told me to lay down. They said, please remove your pants. And then they um, they actually jerk you off just a little bit to get your dick like uh, stretched out, not 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 necessarily aroused, but just to make it a little easier. And then they take a Q-tip and they stick the head of the Q-tip into your pee hole, and uh, it doesn't feel so good, Chris. Are you sure you weren't at some fetish massage parlor? Oh, uh, so Boston massage parlor. Oh, I'm, I'm quite sure. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it uh yeah, so it hurt to pee for a couple hours afterwards, and um yeah, my dick wasn't happy about that, but ultimately he's okay, he's healthy, and uh, um I'm a little bit um I'm going through the same thing you are. Uh, my dick hasn't been super enthusiastic, but but up to the challenge if it, if if it's if it's gonna happen, but there have been a couple times just to be completely transparent where um I don't know like like this morning, I woke up with enough time to to get busy. And she she kind of she she sent the invitation my way if you know what I'm saying kind of like yeah yeah mm-hmm. kind of explored with her with her hands <clears throat> but uh, but I just didn't really I didn't have that drive so to speak um, it's it's not the end of the world yeah. but it's just uh, it just wasn't there in this particular moment yeah and that's all right that's all right it's because you're not on the dick pills anymore that is an interesting thing though have you've you've had that before right yeah recently. Where I was just not in the mood because I was tired yeah. or not just like mentally there for it. 
did you ever reflect on that feeling like because i think for guys we're far more used to being the ones getting turned down than being the ones turning down Mm -hmm. so when you have that and like in that moment if you're if you're not feeling it it's really uncomfortable to be like of course in this situation i i kind of said no and, and she just stopped right but like imagine they keep trying and trying right that's really uncomfortable and and like that's what girls deal with a lot yeah no yeah I, that, and yeah that's fucked up it's a good thing uh you know people are taking that a little more seriously now because that is very uncomfortable yeah have you ever had that where they uh you know they they'll send the invitation your way you say you say hey invitation declined maybe later but then they keep trying have you been through that no no you know i've everything has been uh respectful on my end i haven't really had someone that just kept trying and pushing they've been like hey i mean what the hell why Mm -hmm. not but not very like persistent Okay, so um, I think we've touched a lot on, you know, relationships, surface-level relationships, uh, being brutally honest. But <laughs> thank you for joining us. We have a Patreon. Go subscribe, doubly negative pod, patreon.com. Uh, Instagram, share, tell your friends. Kyle, anything else from you? I don't know if I should have asked. <laughs> uh, no. No, thank God. Thank God it's a no. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to episode 25. Bye. Bye-bye. This is life being bound to love.